Good morning, church. It's great to have Bill and Carol with us this morning, and they shared a lot more in detail during the first Christian Ed Hour, and really appreciate that. Uh, this is this is something that I've been passionate about for some time, and I think you're probably going to see that come out <laughs> in the message here this morning. Um, our main text is going to be Matthew 25. If you want to open your Bibles or apps or whatever and turn there together this morning, Matthew 25. Two weeks ago, I, uh, we talked about being bright lights in this dark world. Last week, Nancy uh, talked about being bright lights for each other and serving God by serving each other in the church. And now today, we will see that our call as believers... In Jesus is to also serve others. And uh, it extends to those we may not even know, even to strangers. And uh, so these are the words of Jesus in Matthew 25, verses 31 to 40, as he was talking about the final judgment when all people will be gathered before him. Beginning with verse 31, Jesus says, When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on His right, and the goats on His left. Then the King will say to those on His right, Come, you who are blessed by My Father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison or or go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, You did for me. For Christians, the Bible is full of references to the spiritual symbolism of water. There's also a lot of stories about water. We've heard a couple read this morning already. Sometimes in the Bible it is in abundance. And then other times it is because of its absence which we heard from Exodus this morning. I mean, there's the flood in Genesis, of course. And then there's the parting of the Red Sea in Exodus. And there are many instances in Scripture where where water is sometimes a means of blessing. Sometimes it is a means of correction, even. And sometimes it is because of liberation. The main purpose of water is really to physically sustain people, to physically sustain us. 
You know, a person can go two months without eating anything and still survive. But they would die within a few days without water. So the the importance of water physically is also tied to the spiritual importance of having Jesus in our lives many times in the New Testament. That is often a reference, and we will actually look at that as well this morning. In John 7, Jesus says, If anyone is thirsty, if anyone is thirsty, let them come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within them. Matthew 10, Jesus says, If anyone gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is known to be my disciple, Truly, I tell you, that person will certainly be rewarded. You know, sometimes in our comfortable North American lifestyles, I think we forget how blessed we are when it comes to the availability of water. Clean water at that. Oftentimes here in the U.S., We go to the store and you can find many products that on the instructions or directions it says, just add water. And, I mean, that's very easy for us. I mean, we just walk over to the kitchen sink, we turn it on, and there it is. Clean, drinkable water in an instant, just like that. But for much of the world... It is not that way. And we've been hearing some about that this morning. Just adding water for many in our world means much, much more than just walking over and turning on a faucet. For example, in Brazil, some families had to walk five miles for clean drinking water until Mennonite Central Committee helped to install, install a large cistern near their homes that would catch and hold rainwater for the local families to share. And, and that's just one example of the billions of people around the world who do not have safe drinking water available to them. And so here, here are some of the uh, alarming statistics. 1.1 billion people around the world do not have safe drinking water. That's billion, not million. Billion. About 80% of the diseases in developing countries are related to poor water and sanitation. We've specifically been hearing about that in Bangladesh this morning. 12 million people die each year because they do not have safe drinking water. The average distance a person in Africa or Asia has to walk to collect water, 3.75 miles. And then much of that water is still unclean, even after walking those distances to get it. The average African family uses a total of five gallons of water in one day. Now this, this blows your mind. So that is the equivalent to one toilet flush in the United States. And get this, 
they, uh, they use uh, five gallons of water in one day. And an American, an American individual will use 80 to 100 gallons of water in a day. And then more children in the world die each day from polluted water than from any other cause. And when a community uh, actually gains access to clean water, its child mortality rate drops in half when that happens. Those stats are very bleak, and yet as we look at statistics like that, there is hope. Because around the world today, progress is being made on this huge problem. And that's why Bill and Carol, of course, are here this morning. Sharing the need and giving us an opportunity to be part of the solution. In Matthew 25 here, Jesus is calling us to help those in need. He said, for I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. And, you know, then he goes on to mention those who need clothing and those who are sick and and those who are in prison. We heard it earlier from Matthew 10 where Jesus talked about just a cup of cold water. To someone in need. If you give that cup of water to somebody in need. It says. Jesus says. You will be rewarded. Of course. The reward is not. The only goal. Or the only reason. We should want to help. Our faith. The fact that we are followers of Jesus Christ. And Jesus calls us to serve those who are in need. To reach out and to care as we see him doing in the Gospels and as he walked on this earth. You know, uh, when we we live in a country that has all of these things, we often need to be reminded that many others in the world do not have them. Ten years or so ago, I can't remember exactly how many years it's been now, we had a water well fundraiser here at our church. And we raised money for some months, I don't know how long it was, but we helped money to help build wells, dig wells in the country of Mozambique, Africa. And we did that through MCC, Mennonite Central Committee. I don't know, I can't remember, I think we maybe raised enough money to have four or five, maybe, maybe a lot more, wells dug in Mozambique and in that country. So I guess one of the questions for us this morning is, how many filters can we provide for Bangladesh, right, in one Sunday? I still remember when we did the well thing, uh, the well fundraiser, what an exciting and community bonding Project that was for for us as a church. And so, you know, hopefully things are still happening through many uh, organizations around the world in order to change some of those statistics that we saw. But with that said, we need to continue to be reminded of these needs like we have been this morning. In the Gospels, Jesus was always intentional about reminding us reminding the people about things. You know, even in the days that he was preaching in 
in Galilee, there were those who, who had a lot of needs. And then there were those who did not. And that's why he spoke these words in Matthew 25. Because he relates himself to those who are in need. He said, I was hungry. I was thirsty. I was a stranger. I was naked. I was sick. I was in prison. You see what he's doing? He is saying, take note of those around you who are in need and see me in them. If you look at the 25th chapter of Matthew as a whole and you go further on down, you notice that Jesus is saying those words in relation to the final judgment. In other words, this is important stuff. We should not turn our back on a need that Jesus calls us to meet. And when we hear, you know, the stories of people in need like we have been hearing this morning, we are often moved to help in some way. Another story is like that of 13-year-old Amina in West Africa. She lives in a village that is constantly battling diseases that kill both children and adults because of the dirty water they have to use for drinking, cooking, and, and even washing. And not only that, almost her entire day is consumed in the simple task of retrieving water just to stay alive. She makes several trips a day to a dirty pond where she fills a bucket and begins to make her way back home. When the bucket is full, it weighs about 50 pounds. And even so, the water is so dirty that people in the Western world wouldn't even think about drinking it. But they have to in order to try to stay alive. You know, it's hard to believe that we live in a world that can send people into outer space and we have people communicating around the world through technology, and yet some people can't even get clean drinking water to keep them alive. When you think about a huge problem like this in some of the poor countries of our world, it's, it's easy to think that uh, our small contributions and assistance can't make that much difference. But they do. You see, it takes all of us, it takes everyone to make these things happen. And so there are several ways that we, we can help with this and we can fulfill this call of Jesus on us. The first thing we can do is pray. Pray for those in need. Pray for those who are working to meet those needs. And also pray about what part God might have us to do in that or have in this. It's important, you know, to, to pray that the needs be met. But it's also to pray in a way that our prayers actually have legs on them. And what I mean by that, you know, in other words, is to say uh, we also need to be active in fulfilling this call of Christ to give the thirsty something they can drink. 
Something that will not cause them to die from disease. Remember, Jesus says, you did it for me. And that leads us to the second thing that that we can do. We can give financially to the many projects that are working to fix this problem around the world. Bangladesh, which Bill and Carol are here sharing about this morning, is one of those. There are many others, obviously, with the billions of people affected. Mennonite Central Committee, World Vision, Samaritan's Purse, Compassion International, and many other Christian organizations are working in the world to help with this problem. And we can support them financially. Francis Bacon once said this, he said, Money is like manure. It's not good unless it's spread around. (laughs) We can give this morning. But we can also perhaps find ways to give in the future. Maybe it's a monthly contribution that you can make that automatically will come out of your checking account. I mean, that would be a way to continually make a difference in Bangladesh or in other parts of of the world. We have been blessed to be a blessing. And that means financially as well as finding other ways to be the hands and the feet of Jesus in this world. And that leads to the third way that we can fulfill this call of Christ. That is to use our talents, our knowledge, and our education to help make a difference. I've known people, uh, I've known of several people in the past who have used their expertise to help with this specific need of clean water around the world. Some have traveled to other countries with their engineering degrees. Others have helped with research and consulting with those who are on the ground in those countries. I saw a video uh, that showed how innovative some of the engineering concepts have been. You know, from these filters in Bangladesh to water dams in Africa and other places. There's just a lot of creative things that have happened to try to to solve these problems. And it's not easy in some of those countries to get water uh, to those places. And so they have to think creatively uh, in ways that we don't maybe have to think of here in our country. So might God be calling you to give of yourself to one of these water projects or other projects of outreach. And that can be in this community or somewhere around the world. When we consider these verses from Matthew 25 and we approach it as Jesus encourages us to here, we realize this is a call he has placed on all of us who claim him as our Savior. You know, it gets, it gets our attention when we say it this way. This is Jesus, our Savior, who is thirsty and needs help. And Jesus, you know, is concerned with both the physical and the spiritual welfare of all people. Today, of course, we focused a lot on the physical. But it's also amazing how many times in Scripture... 
that water is used as a reference to our spiritual health. You know, we remember what Jesus told the woman at the well when he said, everyone who drinks this water is going to be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them, the living water, will never thirst. Indeed, he said, the water I give them will become like a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And you know, a spring is a source of water that is just ongoing. It's continual, never stops. A couple chapters later in John 7, 37 to 39, Jesus says this, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. So, you know, just like light and darkness are referred to many times in Scripture, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, the need of physical water and living water are also prominent themes in God's Word and in the Gospels. We need both. And our world needs both. I don't know about you, but, but I would like to... Stand before Jesus someday and hear him say, You know, when you helped that person in need, when you helped promote clean water in Bangladesh, when you were shining my light in the dark corners of the world, you did it for me. Thank you, my good and faithful servant. Hopefully we can all hear those words someday. So, in closing this morning, I would like to encourage you to give to this need in Bangladesh. If you haven't already in the offering boxes. As as we have said before in the service, all of the offering today on this fifth Sunday is going towards this need. And uh, we are going to check the offering boxes again after everybody is gone this morning um, to see if anyone, you know, if you are being called to, to leave or you feel after you've heard Bill and Carol share, you feel like you want to give to these filters and this need in Bangladesh, please stop by those boxes on the, in the foyer on the way and, and give your donation to that this morning. You can make checks out to Arthur Midnight Church, and we're going we're gonna to write one check that will be sent um, to them. And so, may the Lord help those in need of living water, and also those in need of, of clean water. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we hear your words this morning. Words spoken from your own mouth. Words meant for us. Lord, help us to receive those in our heart today. Help us to have compassion for the many needs in our world, particularly those needing water, clean water. We lift them to you this morning. We pray for them. We pray for those who are in the field trying to help with these needs, for those like Bill and Carol who are trying to raise money to to be able to help those in those countries who are are making a difference. And Lord, we pray spiritually for all of those people, for all of us, that we may continuously rely on the spring of living water 
that you give to us and you provide for us. Lord, go with us now and may may your voice speak into our hearts and into our lives as we discern what you are calling us to do and how you would have us to help with these many needs around the world. Help us to remember what you have said. When we help someone in need, we are doing it for you. Bless each one as we go from this place today. Help us to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this world. We pray all this in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless. Have a great week, everyone.